0: Hello everybody, welcome to Optional Opinion, I am your host ADV, thank you guys for tuning in, have a great show planned for you. Um, This episode is actually a dedication episode, kind of reflection on the game Rhyme. Um, It came out for PS4, Xbox One, and available on PC and Nintendo Switch. And this episode is kind of reflecting on this game that came out, it it had such a up and down kind of journey. And looking back on it now, I still think it's such a great game. And I kind of just want to talk about a, a little bit uh, and reflect on why the game is kind of one of like this generation's top influential and like most needed games, uh, important, games. Um, it was released in May of 2017 for Xbox one, uh, PS4 and PC. And then the Nintendo switch version got it in September of 2017. Um, it was previously known as echoes of sirens. Um, it had, a, a publishing deal with Sony in 2016, but they ended up giving, giving it back and there was just so much information that i didn't even realize that came along with this game i was just like wait wait what (laughs) what's going on and yeah surprisingly there is a lot of this game that i that i didn't even know about my uh good friend jr told me from uh it's jump podcast uh he told me that yeah this game started as a playstation game and then became i mean be, uh started as a microsoft game and then became a playstation game and just has it, had its ups and downs so uh, i'm going to read a little bit of its background history uh, conceptual design of the game began during the development of Deadlight. An early iteration was a third-person isometric action role-playing game concept originally under the title Echoes of Siren. The game was to include hunting and crafting elements during a day cycle. Preparing for combat included tower defense elements during a night cycle. Other key elements were to be an exploration avatar development and customization the game was offered to Microsoft as an exclusive Xbox Live Arcade title and possible Windows 8 game. Initially Microsoft greenlit the game but the design was later rejected due to a mismatch with Microsoft's, uh, uh, Microsoft's Xbox One XBLA publishing policies which emphasized multiplayer and other social gaming. A development budget was approved by Sony and the game for a while became a PlayStation 4 exclusive. By September in September 2016, Tequila Works had reacquired the rights from Sony, which resulted in the game becoming a multi-platform release. The first release trailer for the game was shown in August 2013 in the Indie Games section of Sony's press conference at Gamescom. showing third-person adventure video game type gameplay with a cel-shaded art style, the trailer gameplay and art drew comparisons to games by Team Eco, as well as Journey by That Game Company and The Legend of Zelda The Wind Waker. The trailer resulted in an initial positive response from journalists. Creative director Wao Rubio has also oh, Rubio, sorry about that, has also referenced the films Princess Mononoke, Spirits of the Way, and Jason and the Argonauts, as well as the artwork of Joaquin Sarola, Salvador Dalí, and uh, Giorgio de Ch- uh, Chirico as the influences. Rubio would later note in a 2016 interview that the early trailer created added pressure and noted that it was shown too soon. The game involves a boy who needs to escape an island and a curse. The game, played through the boy, originally evolved puzzle solving in an open world, isometric uh, world island setting. The game design uses the island environment itself and audio without a spoken narrative to tell the game's story. A day and night mechanic was retained, uh, was retained from the Echoes of Sirens design, with light influencing gameplay as well as visual appearance. And the progress of development in original open world design was lost, converted to a more gated progress in levels in an open world. Additionally, several game elements were removed, such as survival game aspects, including the need to eat and drink, as well as stamina and health stats. The game was, re- was released for Microsoft Windows, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One on May 26, 2017. A version of the Nintendo Switch uh, ported over by Tantalus Media was released in November 2017. And uh, it got some kind of decent reviews. Uh, on Metacritic, it got 64 out of 100. Destructoy gave it 7 out of 10. EGM gave it 9 out of 10. Game of gave it 8 out of 10. GameSpot gave it 6 out of 10. Games Radar gave it 4.5 out of 5 stars. IGN gave it 6.5 out of 10. Uh, PC Gamer gave it 62 out of 100. Polygon gave it 6.5 out of 10. And VideoGamer.com gave it 7 out of 10. Um, the game in 2017 was uh, nominated for Best Audio uh, at the Golden Joystick Awards. In 2018, at the DICE Awards, it got nominated for Outstanding Achievement on Original Music Composition. At the I- NAV GTR Awards, Original Dramatic Score, New IP, uh, got nominated. Uh, game Audio Network Guild Awards uh, was nominated for Music of the Year and Best Original Soundtrack Apple. So, and we will touch a little bit on the music for uh, for rhyme. Um, I remember when I got this game, I couldn't wait for it to come out. I, I seen it, and I'm just like, "Oh, this game looks beautiful!" Uh, just seeing it in the motion, and. It did get physical copies for Xbox One and PlayStation 4, but I bought it digitally when it came out because I really wanted to play the game and, like, do a review for it. And I actually did. And so, uh, if you guys check out Optional Opinion, you can hear a view about it. I did an audio review for it. Um, And if you want to read it, go to ngrradio.com and just look up Rhyme Review uh, on there. And, I had such a great time with it. Um, I did not get a point for some things, but I remember just b- having this game be the only thing I had played for it. And I, I, just, just for the purpose of um, this episode, um, I will be using Peter as the boy's name uh, for some of them. Uh, some of the parts when I talk about, talk about them. Um, I did name some of the characters because a lot of the characters in the game don't have uh, names. So the fox that you meet is Michael J. Foxford. Um... There is a walking energy piece, like this giant robot thing. I'll call him Hesioid. And then uh, later on, there are some dark beings called Phasers. Uh, and I'm going to be talking a little bit more about those when I uh, when I get further into the episode. So, yeah, a little bit about Rhyme. It's just that it had its ups and downs and um, It did have some controversies even after the game came out. Uh, So when I come back, I'm going to talk about what makes Rye, like what made it a game that people really wanted to look at and study. And I will talk about that when I come back. So, what makes Rye? Well, um, like I said earlier, like, it's, a kind of, you play as Peter on this island. You don't know how you got there, but you're trying to figure out, you know, what do you need to do to figure out the story and maybe get off this island or, you know, explore and everything. And, at first it doesn't tell you how everything is set up for it you have to when while playing the game at points there are flashbacks and you kind of get an idea of what's going on and Peter uh, as a boy he has this like red little cape that's behind him where he wears this uh kind of right uh outfit looks like a, a, a robe in a sense but you know it's uh, it's kind of big cut. You meet up with this fox who is kind of guiding you, Michael J. Foxford. And you guys go on this quest to unlock things that's in this land. And there's really not that many uh like elements of combat or anything you like you could call out to Foxford But you really won't get so much of a response. Uh, You know, he kind of leads you to the next point and you have to figure out um, what to do next. And at points they'll show, and without the camera, they'll show what puzzle that you're about to uh, get into. But you, as the player, have to find out. Um, You know at one point that it kind of deals with Peter Getting onto the island, and uh, it deals with uh, some other things that I'll be talking on in the next section. Um, but you, you kind of got to figure out with Peter how did I get how did I get to this island, and why is there no other life on this island? So you you uh, end up figuring that out. Um, Hesiod later on when you meet him. He is this mechanical piece that helps you uh figure out closer to the end of the game where to go next in solving these uh certain rules before something like really happens close to the end where you end up departing from Hesiod. Um, phasers uh in the gang, they're like these kind of dark um Looking ghosts or spirits. Anyone who's seen spirits in the way uh, will see there is a kind of monster or ghost that's in there. Uh, um, he has a mask on, and he kind of follows uh, Ichiro, uh, the main character, this girl, um, throughout the uh, throughout the uh, movie. And at one point, a chiro lets uh, him in, and things begin to happen. So, um, it's kind of different from that, but the design of it, you'll be like, oh, oh, wow, okay. I see where, it's kinda, where the influence is at. Um, because there's so much puzzle in this game, the puzzles are there to help you progress. So, some of them, you will be trying to get a key. Uh, some of them are matching it up for camera angles, like those kind of. Of uh, you, you match it up to make it look like something, and it'll open up. Like the next piece will open up. Uh, there, there are some areas that you'll push and pull. Some areas that you'll have to hide and be stealthy. Um, but you do these puzzles to progress. They, they, they serve a purpose of. Um, helping you on the journey and also defeating one of the bosses like you will use you will solve this puzzle in this area and when you're attacked uh, the result from that puzzle comes into play and um, hit the bird uh, hit that boss. Now the art style that I I talked about um, in a other section, you know, they mention uh, cell shading and the Legend of Zelda: Wind Waker, and you kind of see that in it has a nice uh, animated style in this flow. Um, It kind of also adds like flashback in a sense. If it was more, um, if it had more art. Um, and like more color in its design, um, and, uh, it, it, moves and it moves a little bit better, but at parts you'll look at it and you will be like, okay, I see how abstract it is, um, because they have, it, it's balanced in color where, uh, you know, um, where the lighting and the shading for the. Like rocks in the sand and the grass and the water, um, and then when you get closer into it, you see how um, Hesiod has this gold, uh, this gold kind of plating on them, um, and so it looks it looks like a metal Christmas ball uh, with gold on it, um, and it, it's very designed like very well in this art style. Um, seeing it you know more in seeing it in the motion is kind of flawless and definitely when you get closer to the last level where you see rain kind of hitting uh peter and hitting the ground um with the area being dark blue and a little bit of green and you just see the puddles and everything and how how wet the land is that Peter is going on. Um, there are parts that have like white markings to indicate where you need to jump at and uh, where you can land at. So um, you do have shadows and things. So you, you do have a shadow underneath you and on the side of you that you can see. Um, Seeing uh, Foxford, um, he does look like a fox. Um, not much detail in him. Uh, as for, like, he looks like an actual fox. Um, he has, like, kind of a playful, colorful style tool. Um, where, um, if he had a little bit more detail in his tail and the, in his face, he would, he would look more as, uh, as a real fox. But his, he has, he plays a part in his design. Um. And the music, uh, like, you'll be hearing in the uh, uh, the music uh, for a lot of the breaks. And, man, the music in this gang, And it, it helps tell the story because the tempos of the music, the highs and the lows, and the piano arrangements, and the, just, like, this orchestra, it just sounds amazing and breathtaking. Like, you, you listen to it. And you 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 might come away surprised on how well everything is balanced. Like the arrangement is great, but I think what makes this is the mixing and the mastering stuff. Just it just sounds flawless. And you want to the game maybe wants to just put my headset on and just listen to the music and not like really play. Of course, you'll hear the sound effects and everything, but. I was just kind of amazed and blown away on how uh, the creator who is uh, David Garcia Diaz um, and also follow him on Twitter and look, he does some other video game music and he has some uh, soundtracks that you guys should really check it out. He just did a phenomenal job arranging this and, you know, helping Peter kind of transition from stage to stage um do a lot of these things and uh like one of my favorite tracks on here is the almost close to the ending where you're in the final section of the game and you just hear this breathtaking kind of piano arrangement in a sense um before you get to the end of the journey that has that the great conclusion and everything um it, it just captures the moment that Peter is in when he realizes why he is on that island. And uh, there are spoilers out there. And if, if you guys decide not to play the game, um, but it, I think it's the best adventure that you explore it and see why uh, Tequila Works actually did a fantastic job uh with this game and because the music was so good in this game you kind of realize on why it got all those nominations for it so uh all of these uh, the gameplay for it i should say is not much to be like surprised at or be like wow so good you know it, it there are points on there that has is uh uh, bad parts that uh some of the gameplay doesn't register when you hit certain buttons or move and things like that or sometimes the camera might act out a little bit um but everything else that creates this game uh is uh fantastic uh to experience um to give you guys a little bit more insight of it um the game uh the developers were tequila works the publishers were gray box and uh 6 foot um, The director was waru uh, rubio minerius uh producers is Remy chinchilla uh designers uh kevin sardal Perez uh, programmers uh Carlos M. Villasquez. Uh, Garcia um the artist Jose Luis uh, Valero Bertel uh, writers were Ra. Yes, uh, and Ruel Rubio Menoriz uh, composer uh, David Garcia DS um, the engine that was used on this was Unreal Engine 4 and like I said platforms is Microsoft Windows and Xbox 1 Nintendo Switch and uh, PlayStation 4 and um, the genre is puzzle and the mo is single player so um, those are people who worked on this game so when I come back, we're going to talk about the themes on um, on Ron, and I will be right back. <laughs> So the theme of rhyme. Um, each kind of level that you go to kind of, uh, represents what you will be encountering or what's kind of like going through, uh, kind of going through why you're on the planet. I mean, why you're on the island. So, uh, in the game, they kind of do tell you like the chapters and everything uh, that you uh, that you do encounter um, for it. So uh, the first one is isolation. So um, that's when you're landing on kind of the island, and throughout the whole journey, you're isolated. You don't encounter anybody to speak yes you have foxford and you run the a but there is not another human that you encounter on this land and when you even see the phasers you're kind of weird about it and just like wait what's going on like you know that something isn't right Um and that's kind of in real life when you in counter isolation um when you're by yourself when you uh uh when you kind of like rescue recuse yourself from a lot of things you you know you feel um by yourself you don't know what's going on you you kind of like sometimes want to be alone or you don't know why you are being uh being alone why you're being ignored and stuff why why you can't find an answer to something um that other popular or more people are around and know you know you you kind of feel that it's weird and Peter when he's on this island um him being isolated kind of shows why he was kind of um on the island by himself in a sense that there's no one there to help him and guide him now you as the player you know you don't really recognize that isolation but you get the idea of why peter is on there because you could play this game with another person in the room you be you're able to talk to people about what rhyme is in these things, but Peter as a character, the way that he was created and written, he doesn't have that, and it kind of, and you if you look at it in the real world that some people who you know might feel like they don't have friends and they're isolated from society or for having been able to have social account- encounters um maybe because there's a fear of something maybe because there's anxiety or maybe because there is loss and when you don't want people to be around you or if you're shut out from things that isolation could affect your mental state Now, you don't really see that in Peter as his Mr. state because you're controlling him. You just see him going uh, going through these levels and fighting and trying to figure out why he is being isolated. Why is he the only one on this island? Why on this island are these ghosts? Why he could recognize Foxford and just be like, wait... I you look familiar, you know, uh, and why Foxford sometimes got him to the next place it then disappears, you know. Peter Peter is no, uh, Peter has to figure that out, Um, and that's where separation kind of comes into, is that Peter is now separated from the world he knows, Um, meaning that he's not in the town where he grew up at, or he doesn't recognize any kind of households or anything. And if you look at separation, uh, when you separate yourself, even from different people, even when uh, you go to another state or go on vacation and stuff, and you kind of separate, you kind of detach yourself from the norm, things that you normally are accustomed to. And sometimes separation can be good, you know. Um, you need separation sometimes to, you know, make that actual downtime to be like, okay, I remove myself from this. Now I'm better. Um, now, I'm kind of like rejuicing myself, like getting myself hyped because I'm kind of on a new adventure. But for Peter, you know, this separation may bring him fear because he's not around anything that he can be able to recognize. Um, so th- that is a thing that, you know, isolation also could do is, is provide that separation uh, for people who kind of deal with depression um, or anxiety. Th- they may be able to understand separation a little bit more. And um, as in effect that, you know when they're when they are not able to maybe handle something that they don't know, they sometimes gotta separate themselves from um from the norm to in order to kind of like regain um regain a place that they need to be at meaning that. Sometimes they have to separate from friends. They have to separate themselves from family and they sometimes have to separate from positive things at times in order to get their the order in order to tell themselves that everything is going to be okay. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. Sometimes it's hard to deal with and understand. But sometimes people who deal with depression have to separate And they may come back. We like very happy. They're in a better space. And that separation that they had was just like, they, the may, maybe it's the worry that they didn't want to have someone come in and, you know, see them worry and see them deal with depression. You know, so they separated themselves because they care about that person. You know, they see and recognize the support but sometimes they need to be a way to handle this on themselves. They have to be their own medicine. Peter in this game, you know, his separation from, uh, from what happened to lead him into this Island. It, you, you kind of understand why, um, why the developers created this theme, created this space. Um, and you get to understand understand that by memories, uh, the flashbacks, um, sometimes the writing that's on the wall, um, seeing another, uh, maybe you're seeing another person or something, and so you hit there and they're gone. You know, when you pick up an item or a toy, it kind of brings a memory or something. Well, I won't say I won't say toy. I'll just say an item that's in the game that you come across. Uh, you, you probably kind of realize the memory that's there. And it's just like, oh, I, this is hitting, hitting at something. So maybe it is hinting at a little bit more about Peter and this game. And I thought that was kind of cool that, you know, in order to get the story, these memories will have to play a part. You have to um, helps you helps you visualize what is going on with this person, this game, this setting, this environment. Um, so you, you come you come across that um, loss is an is another thing. Uh, loss is a big thing. Um, in this because you when it gets a little bit closer to the end of the game you see why loss is a big thing why loss is a major thing and this kind of reflects on everybody in the real world it's like when you lose something so dear there's various emotions and sometimes it's good Sometimes it's bad. Example, you lose the will to smoke. The good thing about it is your health is going to get better. Maybe you maybe it helps you save a lot more money or you know, it helps your finances. But there's also then maybe the loss of good friends. Maybe there was some kind of event that happened that you really lost one of your best friends or you lost a friend due to let's say suicide or something you know that loss hurts and you kind of don't want to recognize it but in order for you to move on to it you gotta see it for what it is and that's where acceptance comes in which is like the last thing of um, of rhyme is acceptance you know, you you accept what what the journey is about. You accept why the game is designed that way. You accept the ideas and the themes that Peter and Foxford, the Phasers and Hesioid uh, come to to recognize. You accept the music that has led you to the end of this journey. You know, acceptance is big. Acceptance brings relief. And, you know, for some people, they're not happy with acceptance after they see the loss, after they recognize the memories, after they have been separated or dealt with separation, after they have, you know, dealt with isolation isolation sometimes um the acceptance is not good but sometimes it is good because you're able to move on maybe able to move progress and kind of that's one of the things of ryan is to have progress in this game it kind of reflects in real life that when you accept things um for the better there's always going to be some things that you just don't want to accept but there's going to be some things that you have to accept to able to move on. Some stuff happened, you dealt with it, whether it's good or bad, but you accept accepted for what it is and you're able to move on. Sometimes that acceptance that, that you're able to move on from has taught you a valuable lesson, has affected your health and maybe your mental state in a good way there's still some there might still be some damage there but things can always be repaired through acceptance. Sometimes acceptance of forgiveness is is a good thing. Maybe accepting when somebody is trying to say that they're sorry and up with nothing else in in return. They us they accept your response and they accept the consequences that have. But if true forgiveness is there and you accept it both of you guys are be will be able to move on and that sometimes eases the tension for things that eases that eases uh, any problems that you had in the past some stuff cannot be made up what's done is done you learn from it you have moved it. You moved on from it. You accept the who and what this person is. And if you don't want to deal with them, you don't have to deal with them. And in and, and Ryan, Peter has to deal with a lot of things. He doesn't want to, but he has to. And when he finally figures out what the acceptance is in this game, he accepts it. And... it it might be sweet because that acceptance ends the journey but he accepts what has come before he worked hard and been through some ups and downs to get to his final answer he realized what this answer is and he accepts it it's sad but it's, it's good in the sense that for the player it's kind of a Thank you for this journey to help Peter reach this acceptance. And that's kind of how we are in real life. We we as friends and as family members and sometimes even strangers and stuff, that when we try to help people accept things or we are accepting things, whether it's good or bad, we're going to get some kind of learning, some kind of experience Some kind of reward or some kind of uh, recognition, some realization, you know. And there's some things now that we just don't want to accept and we shouldn't accept until the situation gets fixed for us then to accept. it. And that's kind of how Peter is. You know, he went through this journey in order to accept what has come to the end of this journey. So, when I come back, I'm going to be talking about uh why the game is musically visual. And I will be right back. and I am back. So, um as you guys would know that um you've been hearing some of the music from uh Rhyme with the Breaks. And like I stated earlier, the music was co- was composed by David Garcia Diaz. Um and Some of the music that's in this game uh, helps, you know, change the environment and solving puzzles. Um, The tempos, you know, sometimes something is really fast, and other times it's like very slow and melodic and um, just the way that you're hearing these arrangements, like these live instruments, it's just so good. It's very classical in a sense where the music is there to also, to tell the story, but also to be appreciated and, all, and to relax the player in a sense, you know, that, you know, take time and think, you know, or, you know, you just got done with a hard situation. Uh, you was able to make it. Yeah, you got through. You did your trial and error. Now, here's something to relax you, to, to bring the mood down before we go more to the journey, you know. And, it, it, it was. It's just so crazy that you know when we think of music, we think of maybe a lot. A lot of us think of Nintendo games. Some of us might think of you know. Um, these big scores in like war games and stuff, or sometimes it might be just some goofy move music to some wacky game or, or something, or like the music is trying to be so like hard hitting to prove, to prove a point that this game is cool. It's deep. It's very mature and adult. And, and rhyme is not like that. It's like, it's mellow and it's balanced. And it's just, it's something that you could put on for maybe a date uh, something that you could pretty much could clean around the house too but it's just it, it may be something that you know what I had a frustrating day and you know I want to listen to music to rage and just be upset but rhyme, is, rhyme isn't like that rhyme music visually could, just helps you unwind just makes you feel good makes you feel positive you know with the things that I just I talked about in the last section You know, it kind of makes you recognize why the music is so lush in this part and it's so vibrant in this part. But then so calm and cool in this where the piano, the cello, um, the violins, just all of these things that you hear to like really mellow you out, really make you think, really make you take the time to be like, you know what? Take a breather, relax, and that's good. You know, we go. We're in 2017. Music has always been a big factor. If you listen to Near Automata soundtrack, very good. You get the idea of the chanting, of the of the the music in the game, of the drums and uh, why it, why it makes sense um, when you're fighting in that game. Like it's it's very good when you look at Horizon and even Breath of the Wild. If you look at if you look at Breath of the Wild, you know, you don't have a lot of music because you're in the wilderness. And sometimes you don't need music. Sometimes you need to hear the sound effects. The wind that's blowing, the the grass that's moving around, or and, and when you probably go into a shrine, or you go into if you want to call it a dungeon, you can, or you end these like battles and stuff, you know things sound just fitting to there, and it works in for Breath of the Wild. When you even in Horizon Zero Dawn, you got this big score that goes on to the goes on this adventure and it doesn't make sense to have like a tiny score and you find this big robot monster, this crocodile or dinosaur. Like you want to encounter, uh, these fights to all to be epic, but to have music that, um, falls, that makes the, that makes it more enticing. And you know, that's kind of what rhyme does. Uh, even though you're solving puzzles, these music cues and stuff are helping and that's what I really love. I I sit back and I think about the music, um, and why it, it resonated with me so so much. It's just that, you know, i I there's not a lot of games, I will shall say, that could make me listen to music and really really vibe out. Um, of course, there's streets of race too that I love to dance and have a fun time. But there's all, but like rhyme, the music on here is just like it's so good to just put your headphones on and listen. You know, before and like I said, even if you don't want to go through the game and stuff, like you you want to just put your headphones and listen and maybe interpret interpret it interpret some things but maybe you just want to you know drive and be calm and stuff maybe it's something that you just you might want to do a dance a modern dance or something um or sometimes you just it might just make you feel better you might just be dealing with something and this music just helps break that mood of you feeling down um the last section of the game. Before the finale. Uh, I talked a little bit more of it. But the finale. Uh, of the music. In the game. Um, deals with a certain character. That you end up coming to. See. Um, outside. From Peter. And you you just hear. The music. It's, st- it's still. like Kind of melodic kind of uh you know setting the tone on why one of the themes um is playing like why why one of the themes are kind of recognized and then you get to the end credits and you hear a vocal um a vocal score um a piece uh, which is kind of like the last part of the game. Like I think it's the only thing that you hear of like an actual song is this vocal score. Um, and that's why I said you kind of got to play this game to understand why the music and the visuals play together. So uh, when I come back, I'm going to get into the last part of if Ryan was successful and why it had some heartaches and headaches. And with that, I would be right So I am back. So we're going to get into the last section of Rhyme. And see if this was successful. And some of the heartaches and uh, headaches this game had. Uh, I, I kind of want to start off with the heartache. Um, and that comes from the ending of this game. Where it was, it, it was so sad to see why Peter ended up on this island and what happens when loss comes and even though Peter accepted what happened this other person had to accept also what happened after they recognized the loss that was dealt with and it is it's heart it's, it's a heartache for kind of parents or even friends who has who has dealt with loss and has to accept that sometimes things happen for a reason it was it was very it wasn't heavy on my heart as a gamer because of what uh what I experienced throughout the adventure with Peter, but I kind of understood why something like this could be, you know, could create a heartache, could be very heartfelt. But in the end, the acceptance kind of relieved this person. And it kinda of relieved me in a sense. That and and that's why I feel like rhyme and this things and this music and just this, this adventure, uh, regardless of what the reviews and stuff got, why is one of the most meaningful independent games that we need. You know, we got Hellblade Swan of Sacrifice, which we definitely need in this space. Um iconoclast something like that we need in this space and you know iconoclast deals even with these same things and with, and with heartache and stuff indie games are able to express this in a ways that I think AAA games can do but sometimes doesn't do it because it's overshadowed by its production just because the game looks good and plays good might be more, might stand out more than what the theme of that game and the storytelling and things may be. And when that happens, it kind of, that game kind of loses what loses some of its importance. I should say, you know, with Ryan, it had to kinda of succeed on this things. It kinda of had to succeed on this ending and this heartache and uh, and stuff in order to have it recognized not for what it offered in this gameplay but what it offered and what it was trying to deliver in this thing in this story and some in some of his characters. And I believe personally that it delivered. So this heartache as hard as it may seem, really succeeded, and maybe maybe that might be from other people who might not see the same thing. But for me personally, it is that you know that, and that's just me. Now, one of the headaches that this game did come across, definitely on PC, and I'll get into the Switch version also, was that uh, it broke the drm that came with it and uh this story comes from destructoid uh, drm protection for rhyme was cracked in mere days so the publishers be removing it um rhyme is a nice little adventure that released uh um this past week or so and this is from when our uh when the story was published which is about all the time most people need to absorb all of it Others have absorbed the game in a different way on PC, having cracked this De Nouveau anti-temper software in just five days. In response, publisher Team Greybox is eliminating it entirely. Speaking of the game's Steam forums, they noted that they were able to test out the crack and verify its effectiveness, at which point they decided to just remove it. If you have RAM on PC, all you need to do is accept the update or buy the new version that comes with the new vault removed. Greybox also attends on continually updating Rhyme as new issues arise. The history of cracking the Nouveau has been an interesting one. While it initially, initially took as long as a month to break its hold on games that use it, the company has had a tougher and tougher time in the past year or so as select developers have scrambled to remove it. So, um, you know, it was good that Team Graybox, um were able to take it out, but, man it it doesn't even compare into to what um happened with the switch version and that was a big headache um even before the game was released um the switch eshop version of ryan won't cost more after all um you might have heard rumblings about the puzzle adventure game Ryan costing more on Nintendo Switch than on PC, PlayStation 4, and Xbox One. There's been a movement on that front with publisher Greybox altering the price point on the eShop and including a pack in for physical Switch copies. Um, as now it stands, the eShop version of Ryan will cost uh, $30, the same price as the game on other platforms. Previously, it was set as $40. Um, this needed to happen. As for, as for the game's physical edition, the company says it can't lower the price without selling at a loss. So its solution is going to be included. It was going is going to be included a redeemable code for the soundtrack you will be able to download the music via Bandcamp in one of the multiple high-quality formats. The soundtrack is planned on being sold separately for $10 in the U.S., and the equivalent prices elsewhere. And so the value you're going to get out of this will be the same as somebody who purchased a different version of Ron and then bought the soundtrack. So what happened was that um, they were going to charge $40 for... Uh, the physical version and the digital version on the eShop. When, when Ryan when it normally came out, it was thirty bucks. So they meshed the digital version on uh on the eShop as everything else, and that was a big headache. And people did uh, buy the physical version. Uh, so I do apologize about there not being a physical version for uh, the Switch earlier. Um, I I, I haven't seen it. So that's why I was just like, I don't know if they actually made a physical version for it or if it was very uh, limited um, with this game. But that still didn't uh, solve a lot of problems. Um, There are some videos on it that shows uh, with Ryan running on the Switch, having like a terrible frame rate, um, colors being... uh, like faded out. um, They had to actually do a big patch for the game um, that Nintendo did approve. uh, So they were able to uh, get a lot of that game up the the speed and stuff, um, but a lot of people feel like it's still not the version to play on. Um, so if you own, if you're planning on getting around, they say PC, Xbox One, or PS4 is the best way to play. If you feel like you want to get the Switch version, you can get it. I say if you can find a reasonable price for the physical version, and no one used use the used uh, the soundtrack uh, from uh bandcamp that uh that code, I say get it. Um, these were some of the things that they were able to fix. Um, increased visual fidelity, bloom, and post processing. Sharper image resolution. Opening cinematic, cinematics visually improved. Fixed possible stage exploits that would enable players to skip parts of the stages. Increased texture quality in specific areas. Increased view distance. Fixed the issue with foliage density, shadows, and window st- distances. Updated texture mint map maps for the fox improve global map maps, improve shadow distance and quality, fix instances of foliage pops, stabilize FPS, um, that's frames per second, optimize the boys cape and hair physics, rebuilt streaming volumes, fix the issue that allowed you to see outside of the map in later stages, updated lighting to prevent bleed through, updated the quality of trees in earlier stages where they would display poorly. Um, The company expressed concern about the patch potentially being too large to make it through Nintendo's approval process, but clearly they worked something out. The before and after is starting, so you guys can uh, watch it. Now, the bigger question was, was Ryan successful? It may have been. They didn't really put out numbers on on the game, and Tequila Works haven't spoken much about it. Um, I I believe they did fine. Uh, uh, I want to say, uh, in my opinion, I think they did succeed. I think they did recruit some losses and stuff. Um, will we see another game from them? They said they, they've been working on a VR game um, at this time, um, but that's all I know at this moment. Uh, when it comes to see another game as Rhyme, I don't think that's going to happen anytime soon. Um I I feel like Rhyme, in the stance that it is in, uh, I, I kind of feel like that they may be able to get back to what um, we would like to see from. I think Tequila Works have more games and stories that they want to talk about. And I think Rhyme is a good lead in for them to be able to publish and develop this game um, you know, to go through their ups and downs and stuff. Uh, I kind of would love to see more from them. Um, I love rhyme. I I think it is a great game. Hopefully, we see something. Uh, hopefully, we do see another adventure from them. That's not from uh, that's not in VR or anything. I just I, I feel like they have a lot to tell. They, to me personally, they did a great job telling the you know showcasing the things taking peter does do this adventure and uh having all of these public puzzle solves, so him encountering the phasers and what happens when he encounters them like i will i i want to see more from tequila works from um so uh that are my that's my thoughts on Ryan. Like I said, you guys could listen to, uh, my review or you could read it at NGR Radio. Um, we're gonna take one more break. Uh, and then when we come back, do a few couple of plugs. And then uh, I want you guys to have a good week and a good weekend. Hopefully, you do pick up Ryan, and give it a play. And with that, I'll be right back. So, just a quick few plugs. Um, if you guys want to hear more of Optional Opinion, you can check it out at SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, TuneIn, and uh, other podcast apps. Um, you can follow me on Twitter at that retro code, and you can email the show at out 2 comments at Yahoo.com. I would like to know if you guys did play uh, Rhyme, what are your thoughts? Did you like it? Did you Did you not like it? Did any of the things resonate with you? Um, How do you feel about the music? Uh, Did you buy the soundtrack? Did you get the Switcher version or anything? I would love to hear what you guys have to say about Rhyme. Also, you guys could check me out at Nurse Gone Rogue or ngrradio.com. dot com. Um, Nurse Gone Rogue is my home uh, that I have with Corey Derrick and some other people uh, that we do a lot of shows, a lot of content. Uh, we have uh, Nintendo Power Block. We have uh, Nurse Gone Rogue, which is the, our main podcast community podcast. Uh, we have Arsenal X, our Xbox podcast. Uh, Nurse Gone Platinum which is our PlayStation, uh, podcast. Uh, we also do shows like squad goals, Nintendo, um, our Nindy show, I should say, um, our mini block, uh, where we like kind of do reactions and, uh, you know, talk about things and stuff. Uh, we also got expansion pack and expansion pass are like mini shows where we, you know, bring a discussion. We'll recognize something and, or something, uh, uh, a listener might send to us and we have a good ten to fifteen minute discussion on there uh, about it. Uh we also do pod and play which season two did wrap up so you guys can check check it out. Um like I said our Nindy showcase is available now. Our t- first two episodes are up where you could check out Lightfall and check out um uh Shovel Knight and uh some other things and <laughs> Blaster Master. Um you, you could check that out. It's an eight-episode uh, showcase, so you can look at that. Um, if you want to read more of our work, go to NGRRadio.com. And if you guys like what we do, subscribe to Nurse Gone Rogue on our YouTube page. Um, and check out our Facebook page, Nurse Gone Rogue. Uh, we have multiple shows uh, pages and stuff. Also, you guys can check out world one, one podcast on shop Um, I do that with Larry Giver co-hosted with him and we were, uh, uh there's things that's happening to the show where, um, we cannot wait for you guys to listen to it and to hear it, um, in the future. Uh, it's just me and Larry at this, at this moment. Uh, we are still giving you guys great content and great discussions. So if you want to, uh, hear more of that, go to shoutengine.com and just look up world one one podcast. Um, Thank you guys for listening. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. There is more optional opinion episodes to come. Um, I, If you guys checked out last uh, mini block or mini episode, I should say, on uh, optional opinion, I just talked about... Uh, um, the E3 for Nintendo, um, and I, like I said, I do apologize for being late with that episode, and hopefully everyone had a great, uh, Iwata day, uh, with that. Um, I do apologize for, uh, actually being late with that episode, um, you know, got a new, uh, have a new job and settling in for that and making sure that, you know, things are getting, uh, Things are just flowing that I'm learning. Uh, I've been doing a lot of other shows, uh, guesting on there. Uh, also doing uh, Power Block and Arsenal X and commentaries and stuff like that. Um, I, my boss man, Mr. Corey Derrick, is having a baby. So he's been on baby alert. So um, I, I kind of been, t- uh, I'm trying to take head of the rim for like Arsenal X and Nintendo power block. And hopefully, uh, Jesse Douglas, uh, he could take the rims, uh, squad goals and, um, Royale with cheese and stuff like that. Um, just making sure that we continue to give you guys content for it. And so optional opinion kind of had to take a hit from that. I kind of had to sacrifice, uh, some of my time for a lot of stuff for NGR. Uh, but where I'm now in the place where I could do both, um, uh, be able to handle like my job, be able to handle NGR and handle, um, uh, optional opinion so um I, I i that was a personal uh decision on my part that i made for optional opinion just the sacrifice it takes some time off um i do have a lot of episodes coming up i i got my list uh i got some other projects in the works that i'm ready to uh work start working on and deliver you guys definitely uh for you guys who know me in September um, the video video games is going to be coming back um, like I said that's going to be 3 weeks of writing so 15, 15 or 16 blocks um, there's going to be uh, guest episodes for that podcast I'm still working on the theme because I, I had a theme but I took it back and I think I'm going to go a different route um, it will be on Nerds Gone Road so uh, if you guys want to read a lot of the uh, of those blogs, uh, check out NGR radio dot com. It would be on there if you guys would like to read it. Um, I'm still going to put it on IGN dot com under NMA E N I M E, but I'm going to put that in October uh, for it. I feel like now that i'm on nurse gone rogue i need to do more writing um the moment will be coming back that's still going to be on uh um uh, uh skirmishfrogs.com. um i will be writing more for that um just just getting more focused now uh that things are coming into play so and then a, a lot of stuff is happening to get ready for the fall and for the winter so i can't really wait to give you guys more uh more content and stuff and give you more episodes for optional opinion um you know, once again, thank you to all the guests uh, who who have come on. Thank you to all you listeners who listen to the show and comment on it and who support it. and So I'm really appreciative about this. I, I, I do apologize because I remember back in the past when I didn't have a lot to do, I was giving you guys some more content for optional opinion. But now that I t- I've taken on more roles and taken on more things, I kind of got a... Uh, do, uh, Like give my time to a lot of things And stuff So with that everybody have a great week Have a great weekend Um, Next episode will be new plugs So you will guys Uh, There will be new shows That I will be plugging That you guys can check out and listen to So hopefully you guys will be able to do that With that everybody Like I said have a great week A great weekend whenever you hear this And I will talk to you later on Optional Opinion And as always, I'm out. Peace.